Hello and welcome to the Casuals to Degenerates podcast. I'm your host, Luke Probasco, and with me always is my co-host, Jacob Belville. Hey, Jacob. Hey, what's going on? It's been a it's been a long week for a short week already. Let me tell you, work's work's been something. I got my daughter's second birthday coming up on Friday, so getting things ready for that and just kind of forget how much goes into it just to please, you know, just to please my wife. I my two year old could probably care less about it and here we are. There's a lot that goes into it. Yeah, we got our uh, son's fifth birthday party coming up and I mean it's gonna be like a friend's party from his daycare and I don't know how it's gonna go. Yeah. It's easier when it's just family that you're inviting over. And now we're inviting over all these other people who have different expectations and not fun. Yeah, I we had today the first day of uh, preschool, um, four-year-old preschool for Grant. So that was that was something. I was like, okay, is he going to be scared or whatnot? Like he hit that door and he just went in there like running to play. And I was like, uh, dude, you're supposed to be sad and crying and you're supposed to want me, but you don't. Okay. All right, buddy. Uh, see you later, I guess. <laughs> yep, pretty much. And then, and then it's like, hey, what did you do in school today? Nothing. What do you mean, nothing? <laughs> so. Sounds like me in high school, you know. Whoa, tweet. Whoa, hello. What's up? Hey. What are you doing here? I uh, just decided to join this evening. Who the fuck gave you a link? <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> All right, well, Welcome. What are you here to talk about? Anything in particular? Just you know, just talk about how I'm five and zero on the week on predictions. Uh, Iowa, Iowa State's this week. Fuck Iowa. And Whoa. do we do you know, we have a prediction? Do we have a prediction for Iowa, Iowa State? Yeah, I got fifty bucks down on uh, Graham being wrong. Uh, so he thinks Iowa's offense will score 14 or more points, which clearly they haven't scored any points. Um, so there's that. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Three points. Excuse me, three. All right, thank you. Put some respect on that. <laughs> but, I, 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 you know, it's, it's going to be a tough matchup. Iowa will probably win, but it's first to ten. First to ten. <laughs> although although I'm, a, I'm a Cyclone fan. Iowa will not win, and here's why. They're just the worst team in college football to root for. They it's, just are. It's amazing I mean, that it's preach. a it's amazing that it's a negative, like a minus three for Iowa. So it's pretty much a pick 'em home field it's advantage. A, so yeah, but it's it's a minus three, and the point in the total is like forty one. Bet the under. So so they think Iowa's going to score twenty four. And Iowa State's going to score 21. It's a lot of safeties. I can guarantee you that none of that is happening. That is a lot of safeties, and we'll take them all. Yes. It's like 83% of the money as of yesterday was going on Iowa State. Yeah. Hunter Deckers will either be the reason Iowa State – I mean, he's going to be the reason Iowa State wins. Like, if they do, it's going to be Hunter Decker played really well. I actually think it'll be the O-line versus Iowa's D-line. I mean, if we can run the ball against Iowa, they they don't have the offense to do anything if we score a touchdown. Sorry. 
They got a punter though. Well, like, yeah, they they can play field position all they want, but it's going to take like a a return. It's going to take a special team score. In which, my opinion, sure. like, which I feel like always happens in this game where there's like that one does. big play. It's really annoying, and it does. <laughs> but all right, well, we're going to get on to some NCAA news, guys. We got a lot to cover. A lot happened. We got previews. Uh, for the NFL, we've got some NCAA news. We got recaps from Week One. Um, oh, tweet! Did you play? Did you play Belleville Week One? I did. Did how'd that go? It was a waxing. Waxing. <laughs> yes. Jacob, did you learn anything about like how to set like a stellar lineup? Because I believe Tweet put up the most points in the league. Yeah, I think there was only one person on my bench that I could have swapped. So, no. <laughs> I set a pretty good lineup. <laughs> you set the best of what you had. Exactly. Um, you got to um, play who you got. Yep. All right. Well, let's get into the, the news. Uh, playoffs are going to be expanded to 12 teams in 2026. They're pushing for 2024, but I doubt that happens. 2025 probably seems more likely where the six highest-ranked conference champions um, ranked highest by the selection committee and six at-large teams, um, the highest-ranked non-conference champions, will make the playoffs. We have four, or the top four seeds will receive a first-round bye. So based on how this is set up, Notre Dame or any other independent will never have a chance to have a first-round bye because they don't have a conference championship game. So, seeds one through four will begin their playoff in the quarterfinals, and they will be given a choice of where they want to play their New Year's Day Bowl. Um, they can either stay at home, um, or you know, if you're in like Iowa and you're playing New Year's Day, you can choose to like go somewhere else and, and play. So, the first seed gets to pick first, followed by second, third, and then whoever's left for the fourth, uh, they'll get that bowl. And then the first round games are played at the higher seeded team on the campus or at another location designated by the home team. So that was sorry, not for the one through four, but those first round games. That's what I was speaking about. They could go like whatever to Jacksonville, Florida, if they wanted to, or you know, if they think they can get an advantage with playing in the cold, they can do that. But then, honestly, I think money revenue wise, it would be smart to keep it at home you get to keep all that money in state all your fans travel in state hopefully the other team doesn't travel and if they do you make money off of them i think that's the way to go there from a money standpoint um then so that's that's that and then just today or last night we got word tweet you'll be happy to hear that Hartman has been medically cleared, and he will be starting this weekend for Wake Forest. So that um, that's some good news to hear. And then, again, gosh, a lot of news for Tweet. Tweet, welcome aboard. Chris Rodriguez is just waiting on the NCAA to be cleared from his DUI charge so he can actually play. So You know, it's it, it's it's coming i mean i the tweet train's coming in college football that's what's happening <laughs> that's what's happening well i i just have to play the right quarterback which i have a 
a plenty of them. Yeah, how many quarterbacks do you have, Tweet? <laughs> uh, approximately eight that could start anytime, anywhere. What about Jacob? What about you? Um, I think I have, I think I have six, six or seven quarterbacks, but only like three to four starters that I'm confident are starters. Tweet. Maybe so, you and Belleville can work something. I, out. I think. Uh, I think quarterback is the position I need to address after basically trading away C.J. Stroud and Will Levis. I just don't have Anthony Richardson, who I said was overrated last week. Might have been a little wrong on that, but... He was a magician out there. Here's the problem, Tweet. I just traded away C.J. Stroud. Anthony Richardson is the only quarterback that I have interest in. So, Tweet, you're going to have to get Anthony Richardson somehow. Backdoor, because, like, obviously Ian's never going to deal him to Jacob. So you do a deal, and then Jacob does a deal with you. That makes sense. Yeah. Ian will eventually trade him to me. The problem is, is I don't need Anthony Richardson on my NFL team. I need him on my college team. And I'm kind of at a weird spot with him. Because I think he actually has a good enough season that he's going to get drafted very highly. I think he's going to go to the NFL. And then what do I do? No, then I'm, just, you, I'm, sit, I'm sitting there with Deshaun Watson. I'm sitting there with freaking Lamar Jackson and Anthony Richardson and Jalen Hurts. And I can only start two of them. So what do you want me to do? And then your college team's in the same spot. Still don't have a quarterback. Correct. Yep. All right. Which is why I drafted Ja'Curry Brown, the next Anthony Richardson. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah, buddy. All right. That's all that we have for the NCAA news. Um, Jacob, what do we have here for NFL news? Actually, we have some other NCAA news. Um, I just wanted to bring it up that I think it is hilarious that Texas – lifted the suspension on a Jai Hall right before their game, and then now he's ready to play against Alabama. He's ready to go. Yep. So uh, Alabama is going to steamroll Texas. Like, it's going to be like a Georgia versus Oregon type. Like, it may not be that bad, but, like, it's going to be bad. Yeah. I think it's going to be that bad. 34 to 7. 42 to 7. Is that the call bear? I just think yeah. it's hilarious when these any any time that a team throws out these indefinite suspensions and then they're lifted after a week. Well, that, okay. that lets Gordon. that lets you know that they're they're serious. They're real serious about you know these transgressions by this player. Okay. Um, NFL news: Zach Wilson is not starting for about four weeks. That came out. I thought that was pretty common knowledge. I mean, his his knee in that preseason game looked like it could have been a lot worse and could have been a season ender. So four weeks is kind of whatever. Um, then we have Rams versus Bills tomorrow night. We get a blockbuster matchup for Thursday night football to start off the season. Very, I'm just so excited. One more sleep until NFL football. Here's the worst part is I looked at all of my Dynasty, Redraft, and even the C2C League. I don't think I have a Rams or Bills player, and I don't think that's probably a good thing. (laughs) (laughs) Those offenses are strong enough. You probably should have somebody. Probably, but uh, we don't. (laughs) 
that's really all I got for uh, NFL news. All right. Well, then we'll get into some league news. Um, we had some waivers processed today, but we will try to hit those next week. Um, so we're going to go over just a couple waivers that we had that ran yesterday. Just let everybody know. Rinker got Bryson Nesbitt. Uh, let's see here. Belleville got Keon Cole. Grim got Anthony Grant. Uh, I got Kobe Prentice, Charlie Jones, and Chris Thornton. Ian also got Rodney Hammond. And Jacob also got Kenny McIntosh. And Grim also got Nathan Carter. So it seemed like only about three teams new waivers ran or one of them, you know, players. Tweet, your name wasn't on there. Why is that? Is it because you scored so many points you don't need anybody? Or is it because you forgot? As an elite team on the college side, I completely forgot because <laughs> I got caught up in my hype. I mean, I came in 5-0 and on predictions. I came in top scoring team. And I forgot there were even waivers in this damn league. You know, I also can't read the bylaws. I was so. going to say, they're in the bylaws. You can look there. Man, can't read and my picture book ain't here yet. <laughs> Let's be lost in the mail. <laughs> so, odds are next week I'm going to pick somebody up, and it's going to be big time. So we'll, we'll all be paying attention to this. Elite talent coming through next week. I think me, Tweet, and Corey are the last, like, managers left with all of our fab. So, we might all be throwing 100 bucks at something. Probably. We'll see, how, we'll see how Iowa quarterback play looks this weekend, and maybe we'll, we'll see Tweet put down 100 on uh, a Iowa quarterback or... Uh, Petrus? Yeah, or maybe a punter. Who knows? I'll bring Petrus onto my roster if you pay me $100. All right, Grim. Gauntlet's been thrown down. <laughs> that 1.1 quarterback rating, I can't spend 100 on him. Well, okay, quick diversion. Petrus or DJU, who do you want on your team? DJU. Oh, I don't know. You I watch think, that? No, it, it's not even close. <laughs> <laughs> what about Jaden Daniels? Cabe Clubnick. Cabe Clubnick. Over, over. Jaden Daniels is Mr. Sprylegs. All right. Qu- quick over under. Getting a little off topic. Quick over under. Four more games. I don't even know what their schedule is. Four more games before Cabe Clubnick is the starting quarterback at Clemson. I give him one more half. Ooh. Under. Under? Like, they just look – I mean, I, I don't know if they were the second team or whatnot, but they he just – that offense just looked better. And I just think he gives them a higher ceiling. Like, their defense is good, but if they stick with DJU, like, they're not making the playoffs. Like, the, they've got a weak conference that will keep them, you know, afloat at the top there, but – I think they need to make that change. DJU hasn't given him anything in one whole year plus a game now. Like he goes another half, like you got to pull the string. 
I will say that their defense is nasty enough that I, I like DJU might be able to start there and they still make the playoffs. I mean, now you sound like that a defense is nasty. nasty. I mean, it's kind of. I mean, it's kind of like Iowa. Like Iowa just leans on the defense. It's not the same as Iowa, but um, how is it not the same? So, so Iowa's concept concept wise. So Iowa's defensive line is on the same par as Clemson's. I didn't say that. Their I said, conce- said concept-wise, you lean on the defense, play field position, you don't have a great quarterback, but you lean yeah, on the okay. defense. That's what Clemson okay. does. Okay, DJU transfers to Iowa. What do you think happens with Petrus? Do you think he beats out DJU? No, I'm not... I'm saying so con- I'm is, so DJU is slightly better. I'm saying concept-wise, it's the same concept, not the same, like, all these players are better at Iowa than they are at Clemson. No, they're not. I don't even know if Petrus beat out the guys on his own roster, to be honest with you. So, no. And You're saying concept, but, like, if talent is... Well, Iowa leans on their defense. Cool. I mean, it's all about Iowa's defense. They got Jack Campbell and that other dude linebacker that are studs and would start in the NFL today. So they always just say defense or defense or defense, which is the same thing with Clemson. They, they forget about their quarterback. They don't care about how good he is because their defense is so good. What is going on over there, Tweet? Keep it. I run a, I run a dog fighting ring uh, every Wednesday at about 9 p.m. So I will make shit. Nate will like that. Yeah. All right. Luke, I understand what you're saying about concept. I'm just saying there is a talent disparity between what Clemson has on defense to Iowa. Yes. Yes. That is 100%. I'm not arguing I'm that. just trying to hammer home that there is still a chance where they make the playoff, even with DJU back there. Yeah, because they're in the ACC. Conference is also a lot weaker than it is in the Big Ten. Like Yes, the conference is weaker. Yeah. So, all right. Um, so we went through those waivers. Do you have anything, uh, Belleville, that you want to to roast anybody on? No, just I mean, outside of like Kobe Prentice, I don't see a ton of Debbie like NFL guys that got kind of taken in the first waiver period. That was that was kind of my thought. It was hey, he might be this Debbie guy. He's a freshman Alabama wide receiver, seeing snaps. I think when JoJo Earl comes back, Kobe Prentice sees a you know a little downtick. But I, I wasn't grabbing him for CFF. It was more for Devi and hey, if I got an Alabama wide receiver next year, you know, sitting on my bench that I got on waivers, I'm I'm pretty happy with that. And if I lose out, then oh well. Yeah, and frankly, I think a lot of the other picks were mostly like pure CFF plays. I think I went, I went a little bit more Debbie, but I still wanted some type of college production. So it wasn't completely like I was taking these true freshmen that I still liked. Are you expecting uh, like nine receptions, 117 yards from Kenny McIntosh week in and week out? No, but I think Georgia averaged last year eight receptions from the running backs a game. So if he gets six, six and 60, he's in business. Yeah, that'll play on your team. Probably not tweets, but that will play on your team. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I've got a guy that's better than Bijan, we all know, so his name's Sean Tucker, so I don't need Kenny. He's only like 25, 30 pounds lighter. I less receiver. I will but, say okay. a couple guys that I'm curious about is one, Anthony Grant, Grimm picks him up in general, like they that offensive system that's coming over with um, trying to think of his name, but the Pittsburgh wider or offensive coordinator that came over, they usually do a running back by committee, and so far two weeks it hasn't been that. Uh, week one or week zero, it came out that actually two of their running backs didn't play in Dublin, Ireland because they were at a casino the night before the game and got into some trouble at the casino. So they didn't even play. So the week zero, Grant got a lot of run because he was like the only guy. And then here in week one, they came back, but he got a lot of the run. So I'm kind of curious on how that goes the rest of the year. Because college coaches aren't one to kind of change what they do. They've got a system and... If there's a college coach that needs to change what he does, it's Scott Frost, though. I mean, to be honest. That guy's gone. No way does he make it past week nine. Well, his buyout, yeah, his buyout goes way down after week seven or whatever. Yeah, something like that. Seven or eight. Um, I mean... The one thing with Grant, I will say, he's the Juco Player of the Year or whatever. He coming in, I mean, he's at about 300 yards. Like, yes, they aren't playing. Well, they have a conference game in there that they lost, but I don't know. Like, he's performed enough for TDs that you'd think they'd ride him, but then again, you never know, so. Yeah, I mean, I just don't, with the age coming from JUCO and all that, like, I don't I don't see, like, him busting out enough to get on NFL radars, so you're really looking at a, a one-year player. He's not an NFL guy. He's a, he's a college guy that can produce this year. I just think, honestly, Grim just wanted oh, no, a corn he's a junior, hus- so he's got two years. I just think Grim wanted a Cornhusker on his team, honestly. Like, I always knew Grim liked, you know, the Cornhuskers. I just, I just didn't know it was this bad. He likes the Cornhuskers, and he likes the Huskies, it looks like. That, that was the one that kind of got me, because I I get liking a player, but you've got to be magical at UConn to get, on, <laughs> to get on an NFL radar. I mean, you're the, you're the worst football program maybe outside of Kansas? Uh, I think worse than Kansas. Worse? Yeah, like... UConn's, like, either the worst or the second worst college team, typically. So. That, Great. He's going to have to smash. Yeah, he'll have to smash. Bef- like, I want to circle back to that, but first I want to talk about Hammond real quick with Pittsburgh. I didn't get to watch a lot of the backyard brawl, but it sounds like he was really explosive, and Izzy kind of fizzled away at his opportunities but while Hammond did well but then got hurt. So... Ian might have picked up a pit running back, but he also might be hurt for the next who knows how long based on, you know, college news that we get. So, but now we'll go back to, we'll go back to the Husky pickup here and uh, Nathan Carter. 
Anybody else have anything that they want to talk about on that? Well, no, I mean, he's just slightly undersized, too. So, I mean, he's got multiple hurdles he's got to overcome. So, after the first wave of waivers went through, I, friend of the podcast, Colin Decker, um, sent him he came he's been on the show a couple times sent him our waiver pickups and i asked him to give me colin decker's stamp of disapproval you know he's not mad at you he's just disappointed i i gave him everybody that um we had and this is what he said quote those actually aren't all that bad it's tough to pick one here, but I'd say the worst would have to be Nathan Carter. Two really nice weeks, and his schedule is going to get tough over the next couple games. He could help down the stretch, though, that's for sure, if you hang on to him that long. Also, don't see NFL upside here. If he gets drafted, I'll be surprised. UDFA at this point. And... That was what Colin Decker had to do. So congratulations, uh, Grim. You have won week's one stamp of approval from – or stamp of disappointment from uh, Colin Decker. Thank God he spent 30 fucking dollars on him, you know. That's a big amount of money for that guy. So we'll see how we'll see how this, uh, this goes. Um, if it goes anything like his whole team – not going to be great. So we will get into the week one recaps. Start off with Patrick versus myself. Hooker and Tillman stack did well with 46.84 points through a half and one drive into the second half. Big things could really be coming from this stack during the season. Luke was carried by Bryce's Young's 53.8 points. He had 100 yards rushing, which was 100 more than he had all of last year. Yes, I went back, checked it. He had zero yards total rushing last year. Braylon Allen had 26.8 points and 27.9 points from Tank Bigsby. JSN going down hurts this in this one, only getting me 2.3 points. Miles Price was another disappointed disappointment, 6.9 points, but... As I uh, did the preview last week, kind of saw that one coming. JSN today was uh, at practice with a sleeve. Um, it is his ham- hamstring. Um, he was working at 80%, uh, according to um, some people there in the uh, Ohio State. Let's hear. As predicted... A.T. Perry had a less-than-stellar outing, his 7.7 points. It's clear that Drake May is going to be the staple of your team here, Patrick. His 51.68 points gives him back-to-back 50-point games. Jordan Addison and Kendall Milton also showed out for 22.4 points and 19.8, respectively. FYI, per the broadcast, Luke Altmeyer is going to be getting the start in Week 2, so watch out for your dart start sit. Luke runs away with this one, 249.3 to 174.2. Next up was Brett versus Corey. This one was over before it even started. Brett started off hot with a seven or with a 57.94 points from Spencer Sanders. 
Jordan Mims and Mo Ibrahim combined for 58.8 points and five touchdowns. Hutchinson put up QB numbers with his 38.8 points, eight receptions for 128 yards and three touchdowns. But Brett has already called their authorities about his missing QB, Malik Cunningham, with only a shot. I, I had to double-check it. 3.48 points. So if you happen to find him, please return him because Brett's going to need him for next week. I'll try and find the bright spots for Corey's team this week. Looking at your team, you'll look like you'll be leaning on the arms and leg of Armstrong once again this year like he did last year. He had 36.34 points, 246 yards passing, two touchdown, an INT, 105 yards rushing, and a touchdown. Uh, Ramon Davis put up a solid night for you with 20.2. Tavion Thomas was another steady guy for you with 115 and a touchdown, good for 17.5 points. Unfortunately, you had four guys score for a combined 4.2 points. Bro, you need to set those backups. Brett runs away with this one, 264.04 to 198.22. This one was a great one. Bear, you still there? This was a great one. You called the upset of the week. It was Chad over Ian. How, how did you see this one coming? You know, you just kind of look at rosters, and you really look at who they're playing, and you just got to really dissect I'm What's going to happen during Jesus. the week? Ian came in very hyped. <laughs> but Chad, Chad motherfucking Ellis came in and he swooped in and won. Also, some of the matchups is good. And, you know, Ian didn't start his studs. We should say that somewhere. Like in the podcast, like. You know, like maybe like our sending thing of like hey, you know, an start. Intro or a post. I think like at the end, like hey, don't forget to start your studs type thing. Like yeah. before you go set your lineup, start your studs. I guess I don't know. Maybe Ian doesn't even listen to this podcast. Should it be a a thing that says start your studs, don't drop the football kind of thing? Like maybe like something about fumbling, uh, muffing punts. I have no idea. I'm not sure. Like. Start your not catching balls from Jaden Daniels. Yeah, just yeah, yeah, something like that. Probably just go go on and on with it. Yeah. All right. I mean, so I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure Kayshawn Boutte should have had like three touchdowns, but he, he's just not good. He, he's wiped his Instagram. He's done. He's done. Yeah. Didn't even need him. Didn't even need him. Just wipe the floor with Patrick. Didn't even need Kayshawn Boutte. All right. Tweet didn't, tweet didn't need Keishon Boutte to wipe the floor with me either. <laughs> so getting to this recap, Chad versus Ian. This one was a close one to end Thursday with a 4.6 lead for Chad, with each team having three players had played on Thursday. Chase Brown messed around on Friday night for Ian, had 36 touches, or like rushes, for 199 yards. Dude's not going to make it through the season with usage like that. I can't remember what he had week zero, but I bet you he's close, if not over, 60 or 70 carries in two weeks. Um, after Friday, Ian had a thir- uh, 13.6 lead, um, and both had had five players play after Friday. Saturday 
was just as close of an ending with a 6.14 lead for Chad. So he'd swung the tide just a little bit. Ian, what do I say at the end of the show each week? We talked about it a little bit here. Always start your studs. Okay. Now, Ian, say it with me. Come on. Okay, say it. One, two, three. Always start your studs. Hopefully you've learned your lesson. Lou Nichols with 27.8 points just sitting there. Puka had played, which I thought was shocking because it sounded like he wasn't going to play, but he got 22.8 points on your bench. So had you played either of those guys, math checks out you would have won. Um, both of you got really steady QB play, and Mordecai kind of looks to be picking up where he left off from last year. The stack with Rice may prove to be a good one going forward for you. I didn't get to watch the Florida game, but it sounds like Richardson kind of lifted those around him, and it sounds like Tweet thinks he's good at football. So I'm going to trust Bear and what he thinks. Devi stock up for him after that game unranked team and you have the seventh ranked team coming in chad was led can by I, can i just say something really quick <sighs> is it anthony richardson related a little bit okay let's hear it so we're we're gonna praise anthony richardson and then talk bad about Jaden daniels yeah they looked totally different oh they did yeah one looked like he was sure. doing can, can you can you point out like statistically why they are no, I can't do it statistically. No, you can't. No, you can't. So, your eyes. Well, your also, eyes. I told you I didn't watch the Florida game, so. Well, just just eyes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Basically you heard saying, it here. Everyone heard it here, here first. Jacob stop. says da- Jaden Daniels gets drafted before Anthony Richardson. what I'm saying is, Ian, I'll give you Jaden Daniels plus someone else for Anthony Richardson. They're very, very, very similar players. He wants to be if you don't, If you don't believe me, you should. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm having fun tonight. This is, this is good. All right, Chad, he was led by Jacob Cowing and Zach Charbonnet. Um, RB1 for Jacob, Zach Charbonnet. Loves him, his Charbonnet. They combined for 66.9 points, but it all came down to Noah Kane versus Malik Neighbors and Nagata. Chad has a 6.14 lead coming into Sunday night, and boy, was it fun. We got Neighbors, fumbles two punts. Um, we got Noah Kane, scores from the one yard out on fourth down, but not so fast. Uh, that wasn't a very good lead course. So, hey, Tweet, you got a not so fast. You got a re- you're really good at impressions. Like, not so fast. <laughs> I mean, are we talking about Lee Corso from today or ten years ago? Because it's like not so fast. So third down was reviewed and upheld. So they run it again, and he happens to get the carry for fourth down. Like, had that not happened, that would have been that would have made for some real interesting game game line there. But that gives Chad a nine point seven four lead late in the fourth quarter. We have the Malik uh, neighbors fumble, and going into Monday, he was down by 10.04 points, but uh, you didn't have enough there from Nagata. 
Chad pulls out the hard-fought win, 249.72 to 241.38. Moving on to Nate versus Grimm. Sean Clifford came out hot for Grimm on this one with 40.38 points. His 40.38 points were more than any other performance he had last year. Neil had an 80-yard touchdown run that saved his day. He was 4 for 108 yards and a touchdown. Let me say that again. He had an 80-yard touchdown run to save his day. Four rushing attempts for 108 yards and a touchdown. He had 24.8 points. And I don't know if it's Tajay, Tajar, Spears, 28.9 points. How about them apples, Jacob? Yeah. I mean, what do you, what do you want me to say? Uh, just about how awesome he is and how wrong you are about you know, him as a college asset for, for Grimm. Um, I don't think I ever doubted him as a college asset. I think my entire <laughs> issue is that he's only a college asset. Okay. Tweet, what What do you what do you have to offer here? I got, I got nothing. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just here. <laughs> All right. Um, Wait, okay, outside of Grimm drafting him does anybody did anybody have any clue who that was prior i did i did you did yes i did not no i don't follow scrubs i mean like there's a reason you're playing at what is it duquesne is that where he's at (laughs) that's where tulane tulane whatever same thing (laughs) i mean there's a reason you're there Tajar Spears. Well, hello, Zay Flowers. He goes t- 10 for 117 <laughs> and 2. Zay Flowers should be a staple of your lineup this season, uh, Grim. Oh, no, wait. You don't have him no, anymore. You, tra- you traded him. You traded Grim doesn't like staples in his lineup. Oh, my gosh. What are you doing, Grim? Oh, well, he helped uh, Nate out this week. Ha- um. Hazelwood put up a respectable 13 points in relief for Josh Downs. Zach Evans only had 15.2 points, but I watched that game and he felt like he just, it just felt like he dominated that entire game. Uh, Jackson Dart really didn't do a lot and it was just on they the back in, of Zach I mean, Evans. They ran the ball at will that entire game. So I think because Judkins also had like six plus yards per carry. Yep. So, I mean, they were just running the ball like crazy. Granted, it was Troy, but hey, Nate, I think this is a good trade that's going to pay off for you this year, getting uh, Josh Downs and Zach Evans. Um, Tavion Robinson showed out in his game with six receptions for 136 yards and 19.6 performance. He's a transfer there from Virginia Tech. So, uh, Nate, if people aren't aware, Nate's a Virginia Tech fan, so he is a transfer from Virginia Tech, gets his guy. But also note that Jaleel Billingsley is serving a six-game suspension. So make sure, looks like you already picked up a tight end maybe in this next set of waivers, so want to get that addressed. Just an FYI, that's the second Alabama player who transferred to Texas to get suspended. But this one, he just must not be as good of a player because he's actually getting suspended. Six games tells me there's actual actual legal trouble or like academics or something. I don't know. It said it was for 
it was it's been said that it's for something that happened at Alabama. So it must be like NCAA must be in it at some point because like I don't know you tri- you go to a different school and they're suspending you for stuff you did at a previous school. I mean it's got to be something bad. Yeah. So. Yeah, probably pretty bad. So Nate walks away with this one with the W, 253.48 to 213.64. My game of the week was not much of a game of the week. So Jacob puts up a pretty nice Thursday night with Burden scoring 18.3 points, two rushing touchdowns. He was kind of used in a Debo Samuel role. Here and uh, Valade scoring 23.6 points. He is a uh, Arizona State running back transfer from Wyoming. Tweet puts up a respectable 11.3 points um, on that Thursday night, and then Jake would have to wait till 7 p.m. Saturday to get his next highlight. Uh, Bijan scores 26.1 points on 111 total yards and two touchdowns. Judkins also got some run in that Troy. Old Miss game where he had one catch for 18 yards and then he had 87 yards um, rushing and one touchdown on 14 carries. Good for 17.5. He looked to be that number two guy behind Zach Evans, maybe going ahead of. Um, oh, tweet, you've got him on your team. I'm trying to think. Bentley, the fourth. So that'll be one to watch, and that's, you know, good. For you like seeing freshmen in there getting work early, so that that is solid. Tweet was led by none other than Sean Tucker. He ended up getting hurt in this one, but it's not believed to be serious. Brant Kuth, I believe, um, he was the surprise for Tweet with 25.5 out of the tight end spot. If he can keep that up, that's going to be huge for you this year. Nathaniel Dell puts up a great 24 point performance. A boot. Ibuka gets uh, the run here. Fleming was ruled out with a shoulder injury that he had from the scrimmage, and then JSN went out early. Um, Because Fleming was out, Ibuka got the start, um, and then having JSN come out, I think Ibuka kind of stepped into that chain-moving role there. Um, But something to keep an eye on. Going forward, if Fleming is out and JSN is out, you're going to want to start up Ibuka. Um, obviously, I picked the wrong game of the week here. Tweet led by 109.34 points, um, with Jacob only having Bo Collins left, which he just missed that by uh, 109 point. Uh, he just missed it, uh, 109.35 points by what's here 94.95 points so Bo Collins had a pretty good night it was like 14 points something like that so like one of the better Clemson performances actually his his night was actually pretty bad once Kate Klubnik came in yeah. so I'm a little I'm a little bit worried going forward to be honest I went to bed in the middle of that Clemson game wondering if I was gonna win yeah it probably kept you up knowing that you were 109.35 points ahead. You know, you never know what can happen. But then again, Brett's quarterback scored three points, that Louisville guy, you know, and that he was, averaged 38. So. That was shocking. I'll be honest, like, that that's going to be my 
like Achilles heel all year is I have no idea what kind of points my quarterbacks are going to score. Like consistently, I have no idea. It could be 35. It could be two. (laughs) That's that's terrifying. And we have to start and we have to start three of them. Yeah. So, I mean, all, all three of them are talented. So tweet, but, uh, tweet ends up consistent. tweet ends up winning this one two seventy nine point one two to one eighty four point two eight. So that does it with our recaps. Um, let me know. I am, I am challenging that decision. So just so everybody's aware, I don't think I actually lost, but we're gonna go forward. Um, we're gonna. We're gonna tell the troops that hey, you guys are winners. Um, you get a participation trophy. I mean, tweets. No, tweets team just cheated. That's what they did. I heard. I heard tweets team played with a deflated football. We just got a squad this year, you know. We I heard he's just a dishonest manager. We got an elite tight end. But everybody else is. We've got a quarterback problem. We've got a good problem, and then. We got Sean Tucker, who's just better than, just better than everybody. Tweet how so. how many again? How many quarterbacks do you have? I think it's it's like seven or eight. Well, the saying is, if you've got two quarterbacks, you got no quarterbacks. So I don't know what the fuck you got going on, but that's not good. Well, I wasn't really <laughs> expecting Penix to be a quarterback. If I'm going to be honest with you, because he didn't blow up for Indiana last year. I'm going to jump in here. The only thing worse than having two quarterbacks is having zero. And that's <laughs> what I've got. <laughs> so um, that does it with our recaps. We had our power rankings. Um, Ian and Grim worked together. They collaborated. So this is the consensus, definitive consensus the power rankings after week one of the college football season. So we're going to have each week I'm going to highlight the the people who move the most, go up and down, tweet you're making a weird face. collaborated with Grim. Yeah, Ian did it. Man of the people. They're here to make this league better. And I want to try to pull in as many people as I can, get people in as on the, you know, on the podcast, figuring out what we can do to make this league. Hopefully this league is fun. That's what I want it to be. I want it to be a fun league. It's a fun, you know, C2C format, and then, you know, we're doing this dumb podcast because we're nuts. <laughs> well, because of beer. I got this. I got a pot. I need caffeine. All right, power rankings after week one. Number 10, Patrick. Number nine, our co-host, Jacob Belleville. Ooh, honestly, I'll be, can I be honest? I should be ten. You think so? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I understand that I have some studs, I guess, for NFL purposes. But at the same time, my quarterback situation is so freaking bad. I don't understand how I'm going to win a week without, like, picking somebody up. Well, here I'm. We'll know for sure when you play Patrick. We'll know who's the better team. Yeah, true. Number I mean, 
Nine is fair, I guess, is what I'm saying. Number eight is Corey. Um, he was a top three team last year and all the way here at the bottom. So quarterbacks held him last year, and now he doesn't have him unless Cade Klubnick can, can start. That would help his team out. Um, number seven is Dennis. Number five they have is Ian. No, six. So 10 is Patrick, 9 is Jake, 8 is Corey, 7 is Dennis, 6 is Ian, which I thought was interesting, but right above him is the 1-0 and Chad Ellis, which, you know, maybe Chad beating Ian head-to-head. Um, prove that here. Nate's at 4. Tweet, you're only at 3. Um I am at second, and Brett is at one. I don't have anything to say about Brett being at one other than, like, yeah, his, his team's pretty dang good. But tweet the disrespect. Number three, you put up the most points in the league. I mean, I put up the most points and had two quarterbacks bench that put up more points than my quarterbacks. I don't know. I I don't know. I mean, I, mean, I – Brett, Brett is one. Brett's filthy. I mean, it's going to be, it's going to get dirty with him this year. And it's going to be, you know, it's just going to depend on who he plays and who he doesn't. And if Cunningham scores more than three points, but uh, I don't think he has to worry about that too much, to be honest, just because not a lot of NFL talent, but a lot of college talent that is going to put up points. You know, it's going to be fun. Guys, it's when I play Brett next week. <laughs> <laughs> Brett starts out with two cupcakes, huh? I I get to be beaten by like a hundred plus points two weeks in a row. So Yeah, that's not my game of the week. And then not? You don't believe in us? <laughs> oh, underdog mentality. I'm gonna say me being at number two. I had a lot of people put up, like, not very many points, and I still be outscored, like, half the league. I think you guys may have just seen my floor. Just saying. Can't wait. Bring it on. I I can agree with that. So, But I don't know if I've reached my peak either. Uh, I mean, my highest scoring quarterback from last year was injured and is coming back now. Yep. I mean, and then I add in all my other quarterbacks to the mix. I, I'll, I'll agree with. I don't you. have depth, but I, I've got a f- filthy. If I can play them all every week, I got a filthy starting lineup. I agree with Tweet. Me and Tweet are peaking. <laughs> that was your that was your peak last week. Yeah. Well, you know what? It, it was a great week. So, so I want to go into our week two previews, um, and then we have Bear here um, to give us his his winners and the game of the week. So we have uh, – I don't know how you want to do this. Do you just want me to say the matchup and then you say your, your winners, or do you have everything written down there, Tweet? Uh, I'm ready. You're ready? So you just want to take it over? Uh, you say the matchup and I'll talk about it. All right. 
Week two, we have Grim Owen one versus Ian Owen one. Excuse me, that was a beer popping. I'm sure. Peeking. What did you say? I said you're peeking. Well, yeah, obviously. All right. This is not the game of the week, in my opinion. Is it because Ian's 0-1 and just he's just struggling for things right now? Uh, no, I think Ian has that bounce back week this week. You think so? I think... Uh... I think with his squad and the way they're they're lined up, he's coming back and he's coming back with a vengeance. I see this being, you know, sixty to eighty points. He's gonna win by. Okay, so Grim does, Grim doesn't have a chance. <laughs> no, I think I think the Clifford note scored way too many points. You know, his highest ever. I think. <sighs> I don't know. I'm not a McCall believer like you. And then you got Devin Neal actually playing somebody this week. What about Ty J Spears? Still don't know who that guy is. Does he play football? <laughs> um, if he does, yeah, good luck. Um, but Neal, I mean, he's playing West Virginia. He's got to actually play a formidable opponent. So, I want a quick look at who Tulane plays, and I'm going to give my. <laughs> I'm gonna say Nathan Carter. They play Syracuse. They they held uh, Malik Willis to not very many rushing yards. I'm gonna say Nathan Carter underperforms this week, and uh, he doesn't even have. Oh, that yeah, Tajay Spears. He'll, Tajay Spears. I don't even know what team that is that they're playing. So I think he uh, does pretty well this week. Fantastic! Can't wait. All right, tweet. Now we've got Corey Owen one versus Patrick Owen one. I would say upset of the week, but I don't think there can be an upset in this matchup. I, I think it's, it's literally, I don't know, it's shit against shit, um, at this point in time. But, so, so which which one is the diarrhea and which one's the solid one then? It's tough. It's so tough. But I think I think we get another fifty point performance on Drake May. I think we see a little something something from DJU. Very little, but something, and that leads him to victory. I mean. Yeah, A.T. Perry gets his... He's got Addison and everybody else. Like, it's just... Those are other guys, but... I think I agree with you there. A.T. Perry gets Sam Hartman back. That should do well. Uh, Corey, um, Gavin Williams should be playing this week. He's expected to return. But you also have Keegan Johnson in your lineup. He's already been ruled out for this week. So I would get him out of your lineup um, or very well set your backups. Start your studs. Start your studs. Maybe smoke them if you got them. <laughs> All right. Brett, 1-0 versus Jacob, 0-1. Who do you got, Bear? I think Jacob, man. Hey, hey, hey. Choose your words carefully. Jacob made a great point. He loses by 100. <laughs> Second week in a row. <laughs> 
I'm not really 100% sure we need to go beyond that unless Kenny McIntosh shows up. Then it's he loses by 90. I, I am curious to hear both of your guys' thoughts on how do we think Bijan Robinson does this week against that Alabama defense? I think that'll just be something fun to watch. Not like Alabama is like an NFL defense, but this is probably going to be the hardest defense he ever plays like this year. I think it's going to be like one of those good tests of a litmus test of. I can see them getting smoked so bad that they don't run them very much, and they just. just I mean, he's got an NFL future, and I, I can see it being like a very. We want to run him. We want to run him, but now we're getting beat by forty. So let's see what we got. What are you hoping to see here, Jacob? Honestly, I hope that he is dominant against Alabama because I think ultimately he's one of the best players on the field, right? Yep. So you want to see good things from him. There's no way that Texas wins this game, in my opinion. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely starting him, and I've been toying around with the idea with my team being bad. You're toying um, around with the idea. I'm no, I'm toying around with the idea of starting a Jai Hall. I mean, just because I, w- I want to be all in on this game. Just, just I see what happens. You know what I mean? Like, I can have fun with it because because you can. You got get, get the time. I'm not beating Brett. You got Gibbs at one ten, two TDs, rushing. Gibbs, do you have him at 110 yards, two DD, two touchdowns, or what? Maybe, but I, I mean, I don't really care about like stats for Bijan or Gibbs. I mean, I, it's pretty apparent that I've treated my roster as a Devi roster. It's not to win the college side, so it does give me a little bit of freedom where I'm like, okay, I'm already out the money. I'm not going to win this thing, so. May as well make it fun for me on the guys that I want to watch. I mean, you won't with that attitude, but you could get that two-thing guy. I mean, honestly, Tweet, I think you just demoralized him week one. You demoralized him. He's changed his – like, he thought he was going to win it all. He's like, I've got the best college roster. And then you go out there and you, you know, you fucking slap him up a little bit. And then he's like, You just fucking bend him over and you just smack him on the ass a little bit. Here's the deal. Here's the deal, guys. Um – my my drafted players are better than yours. I don't know. You don't know? Don't know how that works. What, what did you have drafted? What did I have drafted? In the NFL? Yeah. Oh, I thought yeah. you I thought you meant in the initial draft. Oh. Uh-huh. Well that that's true too. Okay. Your first round pick was Isaiah Spiller. So And you we know. got drafted. In the third day. Okay. I mean stud. Hashtag stud. Hey, 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 we wanna we wanna argue, but I'm just saying. I'm having fun on the college side. Right. Who is our next we got tweet one and oh versus Nate one and oh. Who do you got here, Bear? Man. This one's gonna be a tough one. You guys had some good matchups last year too. We did. I take him down. All day, every day. I'm going to go Homer because it hasn't failed me yet. (laughs) 
I take Nate down because he doesn't know how to manage a college team. He likes Virginia Tech and the Atlanta Falcons, and I beat him by 33 points. By 33 points? Yep. Looks like, uh, I think with Nate's team, I think EJ Smith you might be disappointed in. Um, But then, let's see here. What else? Say Flowers will probably do pretty well. I I like Nate's roster this week. Michael Penix Jr., like, he just seems like he did really well last week, and then we think we're going to do well, and then he doesn't. We'll see what happens. Will Rogers is going to anybody this week. Will Rogers is going to like throw for six hundred yards a game every single game. Um, I put a bouquet in because you know I stat him after you talked shit about him last week, and then you know twenty four points later. Well, also it took a lot to get him on on the field there, but uh, yeah, then you got to. Oh, well, you could also, if you want, start Sam Hartman. That would be a possibility. Maybe Devin A-Chain will show up this week. He sure didn't show up for you last week. Yeah. I think I'll – I'm going to say – I don't know if Fleming really affects Ibuka going forward. I think Ibuka like, is going to go over Fleming. He seems like a guy that you can just, like, stick a fork in. He's done. I mean – yeah, well, especially with Ibuka's play that yeah. he did last week. It's like, okay, we got a younger guy who can do this. Why not just just go that route? All right, Tweet, what's your game of the week? I've got the old Luke Probasco. 1-0, Luke Probasco. 1-0. Put some, put some like, yeah, put some respect on that name. Putting put a little respect on that upset of the week. Chad, motherfucking Ellis, the Golden Domers. God, fuck Notre Dame. Like, come on, Chad. What are we doing here? Golden Domers. Come on. This is why this is my game of the week. Watching Rudy. Comparative. They scored comparative points last week. Even though Luke's saying he had a down week, Ellis had an up week. We'll see. We'll see. Did, Did Chad... Did Chad peak? Level out on the top end? Did Luke, is he on the low end? Like, or is Chad just still rising and Luke's falling? Who knows? We're going to see. My prediction for this week. In this game, I am going to take Luke Probasco by 40. By 40? <laughs> not even close. By 40. <laughs> yeah, no, not at all. Um... And I don't know. If you ask and, me, that's pretty. That's pretty close. And, it, <laughs> <laughs> and the only reason why I say that is because my underdog of the week that won, I think, overachieved a little bit last week. Yet, Luke still has a filthy ass offense, and <sighs> I think there's some guys that are going to do him dirty. I uh, I I like. Uh, let's see here. We got. He's gonna go with Bryce Ford Wheaton in his starting lineup. He got several um, looks there in the backyard brawl. Uh, he's got the Cropper and Hainer stack. Frank Harris put up some numbers, but they are playing Army, which uh, limits the time you have the ball. 
Trace on pots will do pretty well. And Charbonnet, I think they eat. But then, yeah, he has a Cephas and, and Harris stack. So I think Jacob Cowan continues to do what he does. That, that one won't be too bad. I, uh, I'm putting in my uh, Charlie Jones versus Indiana State. See if he can get another 12 targets. Do what do what he does there, and then uh, I'm putting in Chris Thornton against Norfolk this week. So I'm just kind of shocked, you know. After after everything we talked about, everything we've been through, that Quinn is just not starting this week. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, definitely not seeing the field this week. Gonna go, gonna go with uh, gonna go with Bryce Young, Caleb Williams, and Hendon Hooker. I mean. I just kind of thought Quinn was just an elite quarterback talent that was going to be Bryce Young this year. I mean, I don't think that was ever going to be a thing. Oh, my bad. So, yeah. I mean, Bryce Young also sat a year. So, so did Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, but I will say, I am I am sitting Kayshawn Boutte. I'm going to set Keishon Butte. Don't feel great about it because for whatever reason I feel like I, – I just feel like his body language was so bad in that game that Brian Kelly is going to be like, screw you, you're going to like sit the first half or sit a quarter or sit a drive, and then we're just not even going to throw it. To, like I, He just seems like that type of coach. I don't know. Part he of me is really – He does, and I don't think – Boutte seems like the kind of player that like he can he can also afford to sit. So I don't know. It's weird. It's weird and I'm kinda of staying away from LSU as far as I mean, Jaden Daniels is great. <laughs> Remember that, Ian. He's great. He's great. I'm gonna be honest, part of me wanted to show up late to this podcast and then just just, you know, tell Belleville maybe if you win. Mm-hmm. You know, he'd show up on time. Yeah, that was that was. I also want to know where his Cajun accent went. It seemed to be gone in that interview. My fam. <laughs> <laughs> so well, you know, it's a it's a tough one, but I, I I personally think I think Luke wins by forty at least. I am also sitting Miles Price, who got 12 targets for Texas Tech, but only like had like three catches or something. I don't remember what it was. Or, yeah, I think it was 12 targets. He had a lot there. They're playing Houston. So that one might come back to bite me, but he really didn't do much week one. I kind of want to see it before I probably play him again. But I do like Price, though. I think he's going to be <clears throat> slot guy there. and Yeah. So game of the what's so what's going to be the closest matchup here? Tweet is it is me winning by forty the closest matchup? You don't even have to give me you know I know you're really good saying Chad and and Ian were going to be less you know they're going to be single digits. I mean, unfortunately, the closest matchup is probably going to be Patrick and Patrick and Corey. Yeah. I think, but I think that's gonna be close for a reason that it, it shouldn't be. The lack of talent. Um, lack of talent. 
I disagree. I think it's going to be me and Brett. Biggest blowout is Brett. No, there's no way. I mean, yes. we're, we're coming back week two. We've learned from our mistakes, and we are here to take blood. Just so you know, Brett. He's the coming, best, up, he's coming after Spencer Sanders game first. The will be probably Rinker and, and Brett, or uh, and Grim, though. Gotcha. But I think the biggest blowout is probably Brett and Belleville. Probably. No, no, no. All right, Belleville, you want to give us your NFL previews? And then, again, yeah. Ian and uh, Grim work together to do NFL preseason power rankings. So, NFL previews, I'll just run through them quick. Uh, we got Patrick versus Corey. Both were playoff teams last year. They both finished fourth and fifth. It will be interesting to see if they are still competing for a playoff spot or if they've regressed a little bit this year uh, compared to last season. Any thoughts? No? I think, well, Patrick's got a good team, um, but it's like starters. It's hard to get depth right now because of just how many guys we play. So you really got to start feeding that. NFL side from your college roster and like we talked about we've got two of the bottom power ranking college rosters in here so gonna have to make some moves here if you know gotta figure out if you're a contender or a pretender only one team wins so then the second matchup we got is Jacob versus Luke um it's a matchup between the two worst 2021 rosters. <laughs> that does not look like the case this year, and it doesn't look like the case going forward. So, Tweet, do you have thoughts on that? I mean, it doesn't look good for you this week, Jacob, but the more I look at your roster, you actually... Look at that bench. I think, I think, I think Jacob pulls off the... Uh, the old upset this week. Can't. Can't happen. Can't happen. Can't happen, but will. Gibson outperforms Zeke. Yeah. Zeke's playing Tampa, so I'll be lucky but to yeah, get like seven. But, but then you got JJ. I mean, he's got T. T's going to outperform Jamar. Okay. We all know what happened the last six weeks last year. I, I think Jacob's roster is good until he has to play some other guys. If you look at my bench, I'm probably set up the best out of any team in this league. To an extent, maybe. Yeah, go look at it. I, I am. You got take a, a massage parlor guy hey, who ain't going to start take a game. Take a minute. <laughs> take a minute. It's carefully crafted. <laughs> when is Lamar's bye week? It's like week Never. 10 or something. <laughs> yeah, it's not bad. I, I I don't mind. You got the gain well. You got the gain well, and uh, what's this nuts? I mean, you really buy into your Eagles, but I think you. What about, be what about Traylon Burks? Just sitting down there on the bench. I mean, he's got asthma. He's got oh, problems. He's got asthma. He can't okay, All he right. can't breathe. Top sixteen pick, no big deal. I will say. That, that's great, but I also have Kyle Phillips on my team who is getting just as much pub and play. Phillips oh, is taking won't. over. No, he won't. I can guarantee you that. 
Traylon can't breathe. I'll put twenty. I'll put twenty five dollars on it. If right he's now. eating too much in and out, we can't do this. In and out. He's in Tennessee. Is it Whataburger? What's he eating? Probably Whataburger. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, if you want, Jacob hit on it there at the beginning. The two worst teams in the league last year are probably two top four teams this year. I agree. So what if you want to figure out how to change, you know, your narrative on the NFL side? I mean, I was I blacked out when I made most of my moves. So take a look at what Jacob and I did to what we did on the college side to set us up on the NFL side. We'll uh, maybe give pointers someday, but probably not to bear. Just don't follow what Nate did. What did Nate do, Tweet? He went all in, then went old. Then went young. Yeah. And now he's maybe... I mean... <laughs> Nate's had a roller coaster. He, he was, yeah, definitely the team to beat. Didn't win it. Hey, will you guys just wait? That's the next one. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> next matchup is Nate versus Brett. As of this moment, I believe Brett is favored by 57 points. That is amazing. It, it, it's a lot. Um, Nate might want to call up some of his guys from the taxi squad, mainly Brees Hall. Um, either way, this one is not going to be game of the week. I think the last time I saw Amir Abdullah crack a lineup was in 2015, and I was selling Trojan condoms for the brokerage that I worked for. Nate is all about the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. I've come a long way from selling condoms store to store. Nate is still there. His team is still there. I've come a long ways from using them. I mean, he's got Jamal Williams over Brees Hall in his lineup. You know, maybe he wants that um, NFL 101 pick, you know, that super valuable 101 pick on the NFL side. Stuart Sanders. Uh, Number two doesn't like it when you talk about number two like that. (laughs) I've never seen a guy that's projected to get ten points. On a taxi squad. Yeah, I mean, you gotta call him up at this point. Call him up, Nate. Let's go. Call him up. Get him on a well, bus. Nate, he's sticking to his roots with Matt Ryan as a starting quarterback too. But I just know, like, you gotta call him. Gotta get him on a bus. Gotta get him up there. I know your your team's in shambles. You don't have jets. Like your team has jets, but like you don't own a jet. You're in shambles. Get him on that clunker double A bus. Get them coming up. I feel like every single one of us has plenty of people on our rosters that we could drop off our roster to call up Brees Hall. Yes, there's so many. There's so many points. We got 35 total roster spots. So then, uh, fourth matchup: Tweet versus Ian. We will be getting our first glance into whether Tweet's Fountain of Youth strategy has paid off. After missing playoffs a year ago, can he compete with the returning champ? Questionable. How how would Ian feel 
if Tweet beats him, and just Ian just gets demoralized week one of the NFL, week one of the college. I, I'm, I mean, I'm glad a lot of you guys still live in Ankeny and can go check on him. Because if that happens, you're going to probably have to go do a welfare check on him. Well, I think he's going to be all right because I think if I win, Aaron Rodgers had a great game. I mean, Math adds up there. Yeah, adds up. I guess pick your poison. That was you know, real smart of you tweet. He's probably going to give me a trade here soon for him, but. So in the last uh, game preview we have is Grim versus Chad. This one shouldn't be close. It's also a 53 point spread. Jeez. Project points. Okay. So that's a lot. Not as much as uh, Nate versus Brett, but it's a lot. Chad will need some of his rookie and second-year guys to emerge to start producing right away, and he really needs them to do it to just be competitive, like, throughout the year. I mean, he, he's pretty thin right now. Like, he's he's counting on people like Donovan Peoples-Jones. Yeah, anytime you got to rely on, one, a Michigan, ex-Michigan wide receiver, and two, a Brown not not going to go well. No. And then made right. it, you know, I don't remember exactly, but made the trade there for Camara, so I don't remember what all he gave up for that. Hunter Deckers, I remember, was part of that. Grimm's team's going to be formidable, but is it going to be a team that wins it all? I think we've seen that in another league of ours. So... That's kind of my question with both Luke and Grimm. I think they're the two front runners to win it all, like season starting. I just I just question the depth. Right? Like when bye weeks hit, when injuries hit, which they always do, they're gonna hit all of our teams. You know, it's like what do you do then? Like do you have enough pieces to kind of fill in the gaps? So I think, I think if, if we've learned from years past, Ian's gonna win it all again. <laughs> Here we go. All right. Um, do you want to go through our uh, NFL preseason power rankings brought to you by uh, the consensus power rankings brought to you by Grim and and Ian? We got to really give that a name, like, like Ian. <laughs> All right, Ian. That's a that's your thing, Ian and. And Graham, you got to work on what we call the power rankings for you guys. So that's that's your duty for next week. No, say it, Jacob. You're the NFL guy. What? Oh, <laughs> power rankings. Yeah. Jeez, sorry, I forgot to read. Um, usually, one, usually that's ten. tweet. Ten to one. Ten to one. Ten to one. Yeah. Number one, Dennis. Two, Luke. Three, me. Four, Ian. Five, Corey. Six, Tweet. Seven, Patrick. Eight, Chad. Nine, Nate. Ten, Brett. I'll be honest, the one that catches my eye is Nate down there at nine when I thought he had the best team all year last year. Yes. He lost, like, did he just lose? 
lose in the championship? Was that his only loss, or did he have one in the regular no, he season? Had, I think he had three total losses, but yeah, the championship was the one that he lost like in the last like six weeks. Did we not just talk about, I mean, Brett having a 60-point advantage over Nate, and he's still ranked last? Listen, he does, but, like, whatever moves that were made, they're not looking great. I mean, I don't love, <laughs> Brett's, I don't love Brett's quarterbacks, but Baker coming, coming in and being a bad. starter. Also, just a PSA to the entire league, Davis Mills and Geno Smith are available. So, if you... There's a couple of you that actually might find yourselves in some quarterback trouble. Well, I'm not going to price them too high. They're going to be priced just right, and uh, hit me up. They'll be priced for a NCAA quarterback. Probably. Like an elite one, though. You know? Yeah. <laughs> also, quick PSA. Grim uh, is willing to trade Mac Jones... For three first rounders, uh, he also wants Le'Veon Bell, prime Le'Veon Bell. Right, of course. And then uh, obviously, and then uh, he'll take uh, four firsts in the uh, in the college side for him. So, listen, not the first time I've said this. Grim scared me when he took all those rookie rookie quarterbacks that year. And it looks like all of them might not pan out. It's scary. Like I, I, I was, I was like frightened. I'm like, oh shit, I'm gonna have to trade him some serious talent to get one of those guys. I like T Law. I like Justin Fields a ton, but like all of them might look not be good. <laughs> I think. I think the... for trash organizations, that's like, that's that's the only reason why I think. Pickett will be all right is because he plays for the Steelers, not. I just can't wait. I just can't wait for the Bears. They're they're not going to be good. And then if they have the number one pick, do they do Will Anderson? Do they do quarterback? Like what? Do, what do they do? If they have the number one pick, trade they're going to have a tough choice between like Justin, like riding with Justin Fields or trading back. Yeah, I mean that team needs a lot. Well, yeah, because they can't trade up for Mitch Trubisky again. Right, but they could they could trade back, not get a lot, and then trade back up. That seems like a pretty good Bears move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They need a linebacker after Roquan doesn't play there anymore. So what? What if Mitch Trubisky is like a franchise quarterback for the Steelers? Then we got two of them. Got Kenny. Kenny Pickett. How much of a dagger to the heart of all Bears fans is that? I mean, the Bears have had daggers since whatever, 86 or whatever their damn Super Bowl shuffle team was. 72, 33, whatever number that was. Grubb said it before. It was coaching. Coaching held him back, and I don't disagree. There's been a lot of things that have held the Bears back. Yeah, for sure. So. All right. Anybody else have anything else? Otherwise, that's going to do it for us tonight. Fuck the Hawks. Go the clones. For sure. It was fun, guys. 
All right, so our next episode is going to be Wednesday the 14th. We'll do 9 p.m., so we'll have a late-night drop on the 14th or early morning drop on the 15th. We will recap um, Week 2 college league matchups and NFL Week 1 matchups. Um, there's going to be at least two undefeated teams on the college side and two winless teams um, by this time next week. Not me. No. Well, there's – so I think it's you and Brett, but everybody else is 0-1 versus 0-1 and 2-0 versus 2-0 – or 1-0 versus 1-0, and then it's you and Brett, so – but. I mean, odds are. Brett, Brett has a problem on his hands. That's all I'll say. Yeah. It's... Yeah, like who he's going to start to score as many points as he needs to beat you by. I'll be curious if his quarterbacks put up enough points to beat your Did entire you team. Did you see my pickups tweet? <laughs> <laughs> all right, McIntosh going for 80. I'll trade him to you for a first-round pick. <laughs> Thanks. All right, Ian. So, all right, well, hey, that does it for us. Um, As a weekly reminder, Ian, always remember, start your studs. Have a good one. Good luck in week two on the college side, week one on the NFL side. Hey, football's back. Have fun tomorrow night and... uh, Don't do drugs. (laughs) Don't, and yeah, thank, thank you, Bear. Appreciate it. Hey, Bear, will you be here like uh, every night um, to do these pickums, or just like whenever you want to? Every night. Uh, <laughs> normally, I'm too drunk. Okay, but uh, I will be here when I want to. So, I can't be here every night. Do we do this every night? No, it's just every every, every night that we do it. Night. Every Wednesday night. I don't know. I might start entertaining it because, well, it's entertaining. We we love to have you on. Like honestly, for two years, you went to confirmation every every Wednesday. I think you can make a commitment to uh, this podcast. Praise the Lord, in <laughs> Our, Jesus' name. <laughs> All right, hey, talk to you guys later. <laughs> See ya. Bye.